Welcome to the Have Project Podcast, where we connect the veteran community with the community at large. Today's guest, Jacob McMahon, Grand Island native, Marine vet, 23-year-old running for Erie County Legislator. The Have Project, helping assist veterans every day, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was founded in January 2018 to help local Western New York veterans by collecting used assistive mobility devices and distributing them at no cost to local veterans and their families. to the podcast for the Have Project, uh, helping assist veterans every day. This is Sean McKinnon, and our guest speaker today is Jake McMahon. All right, Jake McMahon is here. Uh, he's going to talk about his uh, history and his past and everything he's been through and what he's doing right now. And I'm proud to say that Jacob, Jacob is another veteran, too, like myself. And uh, I was Army Airborne Infantry, and you were what? Marine Corps Infantry. Yeah, so I'm a Grand Island guy. I grew up here in western New York, was born and raised uh, families from here and come from a big military family. My father was in the Air Force for 27 years. So when I graduated high school growing up, was looking up to all the members of my family that served. So made the decision to serve myself and get out there and enlist. All right. And you uh, shipped out right from Buffalo, right? Correct. Yeah. I left yeah. from Buffalo in uh, August of 2014. Great. All right. And uh, where'd you go to high school then? Grand Island High School. Grand Island. Great. I'm a Niagara Wheatfield guy. I went to Cardinal Hair <laughs> for a few years, but uh, we're we're both Western New York guys here, and um, so Jacob, tell us about your family, like how you were raised. You said in military family, maybe or not. So, what was the deal with the background? Yeah, so like I said, my father was in the Air Force for nearly thirty years, so he was like my big inspiration to join and serve. And he taught me about public service and the importance of being a veteran, helping your community. My grandfather was the supervisor of Grand Island for a number of years and the chief of the fire department. So he just again just showed me the importance of service and giving back to your community. They really molded me and helped me and just made me the man who I am today and decided to join the military. Excellent. So you chose the Marine Corps, right? And when did you ship out for the Marine Corps? So I chose the Marine Corps and I was in the process for about a year doing all the paperwork and then left August. So end of 2014, left for boot camp. Okay. And from boot camp, where'd you go? So I went through a couple of schools on the East Coast, but I ended up getting stationed in uh, Virginia, right in Virginia Beach for about just under three years. Okay. And so let's talk about a little bit about what happened. Say, uh, we know there's an incident that happened in while you're in, but uh, prior to the incident, uh, what was your outlook on life? Like, how did you perceive life? What was your core uh, foundational values in life? What kind of things shaped and molded you? No, yeah, of course. So, I mean, family is very important to me, and the brotherhood of the military is very important to me. We have the core values, honor, courage, and commitment. That's really what I try to live my life by. Went through a couple deployments with uh, my brothers in arms and really enjoyed it and just had a great outlook on life and was happy to be doing my part and feel like I was serving my country. Excellent. And what type of deployments did you go on? So I did two deployments. One was uh, down to uh, Cuba. So I was down there for a couple months doing some security down there. And then the second deployment, we went over to the Middle East and we did security for the embassies and the uh, ambassadors over there while they were doing their stuff. And um, when did you come back from the deployments? Approximately what type of time frame we're we talking? So I got back from my last deployment in Christmas of 2016. It was just home in time for the holidays to see the family, so it was great. Isn't that great? How did yeah. that feel? Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> That's you know? great, isn't it? 
Oh man, when I was overseas and I was in Central America and stuff, I actually stayed overseas for like two years without taking a vacation. Oh, I played rugby for the army and stuff, and I came back a little bit to play rugby, but I didn't really come back for vacations. But when I finally got out and came back, oh my gosh! Oh, it's, so, it's such a good feeling. It's amazing to come back to the U.S., isn't it? Oh yeah, I come home, see everybody. It's like you never left. <laughs> it's like people are taking Ubers now and doing stuff, and you're like, oh wait a minute, like, it's like when you go to the time machine, you know? Yeah, it is like, <laughs> and it's, that's a funny thing is when I was uh, when I left and came back, there were some of my friends had been wearing the same clothes, been driving the same cars, even though I was gone like four and a half years. <laughs> like, totally changed your style when you came back. I don't know. Some stayed the same, some changed. It was just kind of funny. Sometimes Buffalo back then in the 90s was like a, a pocket, you know, just stayed the same. But now there's a lot of changes going on in Buffalo. And so let's talk about there was an incident that happened. Um, when was that? Describe that for us. Yeah, so I got back from my second and last deployment and got orders out to Camp Pendleton in California. So I was out there with uh, 1st Battalion, 1st Marines, new unit. I was excited. And then about two, three weeks into me being the new unit, we were getting ready for a third deployment. And we were on a training exercise in an armored vehicle, an AAV, one of those amphibious vehicles. And there was 15 of us in the vehicle. We were driving up a mountain road, just going through some basic training stuff. And unfortunately, there was a gas line that nobody knew about on the side of the road. And when we accidentally ran it over, it ignited. And I... Me and my guys suffered some pretty bad burns and ended up in the hospital for a good chunk of time. That's unbelievable. Um, for everybody out there in the podcast, I know you can't obviously see pictures, but um, I'll be posting some pictures and so forth um, through the Have Project Facebook page and soon to be launching the Instagram page. So that probably will be out by the time this podcast is released. But um, if, if you don't mind, uh, Jacob, you can send me some pictures. You can approve which ones you want me to put out there. And I'd encourage everybody out there to take a look and see uh, – my wife comes from the healthcare background, so she was a U.S. Army Reserves nurse, oh, and awesome. now she's a nurse anesthetist and does anesthesia and stuff here locally. So, you know, I've been in physical therapy circles and so forth, and I've seen a lot of rehab. So tell me about the rehab process you were talking about with this. How'd that go? Yeah, so at, at first it was very rocky. You mm -hmm. know, wasn't really sure what my prognosis was going to be when I was in the ER. They were talking about some, like, long-term effects and, you know, permanent scarring. So it was really scary, and I didn't really know what was going to happen. But got through got through some surgeries and some treatments, and they were cautiously optimistic. And I was actually lucky enough to get a uh, a new experimental treatment for the burns, and it was night and day. Well, what kind of uh, treatments are you talking about? So they gave me a uh, stem cell treatment that instead okay. of using like donor skin for like a traditional skin graft, Correct. they pretty much grew skin in a lab and used wow. skin from stem cells, and they put it on me for the skin graft. And like I said, it was night and day. Once I got out of the surgery, they were talking about me being in the hospital for months on end, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, loss of like some fingers and just permanent like effect for the rest of my life. And then when I got out of surgery, they were like, hey, you can go home in a week. And I was just, I was up and walking, feeling, I was shaking hands, cracking my knuckles. I, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a complete recovery right away and there's still yeah. a process to it, but. Wow. That's unbelievable. Therapy, yeah. It's unbelievable. Everybody out there listening, I'm telling you, when you see these pictures, it's unbelievable. Jacob sitting here next to me just looks fantastic. I mean, he looks way better than I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit older than him, but, but he's looking good. And um, so as far as you were being, you were considered a burn victim, right? Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. So what type of percentage did they tell you and so forth of the so, burn? So about 30% of my body was burned wow. with either okay. second or third degree burns. And that included my face, uh, arms, and hands were completely burned. For those of you out there who don't understand how they do this with burn victims, they divide the body up into sections and then they divide it up into percentages. And so um, what type of area are you talking then? So the viewers can't see with the moment, right. you're talking facial, arms, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, so from, from the neck up was complete second degree burns, 
complete face, neck, everything. And then uh, from pretty much my forearms and wrists down were third degree on the top of my hands wow. as we were getting out of the vehicle. It's, it's incredible right now how you look. It's so crazy. And how long ago was it again? This was September 2017, so not even two years. Wow. Unbelievable. I can't wait to post pictures. So now that you went through that, and so you were in the military while you were doing, getting receiving the surgery, the treatments, the rehab. Um, and then when did you get out? At what point did, did, they, did you come out? Right. So I went through uh, treatments with the military for about a year. So I kind of took a step back from the infantry life and was going through the hospital and stuff like that. And then ultimately in November of last year, so I got out of the Marine Corps and uh, made this decision to come home. And that was just due to all the injuries. Unfortunately, I was not able to finish my time, even though I loved what I was doing. I wanted to stay in as long as I could. And you're still one of us. Yeah, exactly. Now you're a veteran and now you're out here doing stuff in the community. And um, we'll get into that in a few minutes here after we take a break. But let's finish up this session um, by describing why you chose to come to New York. You said your family was here. You came back to New York. And you also chose to stay in New York right now. Right. And so uh, what was the main influences for staying? So I had a big decision when I got out because I was living in California. And mm -hmm. kind of all my friends were scattering across the country. And they were like, you know, where are you going to go, man? Are you going to go back home? You're going to, you know, people were saying you should stay out here. It's sunny. It's beaches. <laughs> but ultimately, I made the decision to come home because I really just love it here. And the sense of community is awesome. My family's out here. Can't beat the food. <laughs> <laughs> the food is great. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're at a restaurant right now, and uh, I'll plug that into at the break at the little, uh, the little, this little pig, sorry. And that's the restaurant. Right? So go ahead. The food is great. Yeah, family. food's great. The sense of community, yep. like, just even since I've been home, just like the, groups like with veterans and everything just reinforced I made the right decision to come home and stay here like this is home and I absolutely love it here well we're glad you came back so I know Western New York has got a, a plethora of, of veterans doing a lot of things out there for other veterans and I have an expression I say and I've heard it somewhere else before but that veterans help veterans better than any organization itself can help veterans oh 100% because we're like into it you know we're, we're brotherhood sisterhood we've been there we understand, you know, each other a little bit. At least we have some type of empathy, too, because we've been through a lot together. So the uh, veteran aspect here in Buffalo has been growing. And I really think that you've come home at a great time in Buffalo. When I was your age and I came home, and it was, you know, good in the 90s, like 94 when I came home. But there really wasn't a lot for us, and there wasn't any redevelopment. But I think you're seeing a lot of the redevelopment right now. Oh, yeah. It's, this area is going yeah. places, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Now, uh, before we take a break... Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to or anybody, any supporters or anything that, you, that you'd like to announce or anybody say thank you to? Honestly, just my parents. They've, okay. been, they've been my rock through everything since getting, since I got hurt and since moving home and helped me with everything. My parents, Sean and Marianne, have been absolutely there for me and supporters 100%. That's great. I've met his mother, and she's fantastic. So she came out to the Hat Project Street Party Food Drive for homeless veterans, and she donated uh, um, a nice uh, wreath and stuff. That, um, she said, "I guess she makes yeah, she makes sometimes. them by hand for veterans, yeah, and stuff like that." Fantastic. She she donated this one. I think she had bought because she had been doing stuff for what we're about to talk about in a few minutes. But but anyways, uh, she had donated that. And she brought out the Great Dane, I think it was. Yeah, right? like Great Dane Puppy Liberty. Yeah. Yes, great. And so we've got some animal lovers here. We have a little, um, a little Morky, a Maltese Yorkie that we saved, and we've had Samoyeds and Huskies and all that kind of stuff as a family. But uh, anyways, I, I do want to give a shout out right now to this little pig restaurant. It's over here off of Transit in Maine, um, not far from Brennan's, and they've been uh, kind and courteous enough to us to let us use their facilities today. 
So uh, we're going to take a break, guys, and we'll be back in a few minutes. And thank you for listening. The HAB Project, helping assist veterans every day, was founded with the intentions of helping local veterans through donations, accepting donations of used assistive and mobility devices, and distributing them to local veterans and their families for free here in the Western New York area. Find us on Facebook. This Little Pig is the dream of Jeff and Mandy Cook, an upscale restaurant and bar featuring American cuisine made from scratch and served in a warm, friendly, casual, and unique environment. Find them online at www.thislittlepigeats.com. Their location is at 4401 Transit Road, Williamsville, New York, 14221, at the corner of Main Street and Transit. And now back to part two of the podcast. All right, everybody, we're back again with the podcast. This is Jacob McMahon, and I'm Sean McKinnon, and we're here finishing the interview today. All right, Jacob, so let's get into the second portion here. Uh, part two, we're going to talk about what Jacob uh, is doing currently. So we talked about where you've been, um, kind of where you're at right now, but we also want to say where you're at now and where you're going. Right. So the next portion here, let's just talk about um, some of the things you're doing in the community. I believe firefighting is something that you've been interested in joining. Yes. So, yeah. So I uh, joined the Grand Island Volunteer Fire Department. And I've been doing that. Just It's kind of a family tradition. My, like I said, my grandfather was the chief there. And after getting injured in the way that I did, met a lot of the first responders and firefighters that responded to my accident. Bonded with them, got close with them, and just got inspired by them and decided when I came home that this is what I had to do. All right. And how much training does it require for this right now, for the firefighting aspect? So the first year is definitely the most intensive. It's about three days a week, but that fluctuates. It's wow. a lot of just a lot of like off weird hours. It just in your free time, you get the training in because first year you got to grind it out. All right. And so is there like uh, an application process you had to go through even for that, like a long one or something, or how to go? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's nothing crazy. You, you fill out the application and you sit down and do an interview with the, some of the chiefs and they make sure your head's in the right place and you're doing it for the right reasons. They, they think you'd be an asset. And once, uh, once they agreed, I was happy to get started and get going with the training. Great. Sounds pretty good. And what type of training did you do recently? I know you mentioned something you've just been doing. Uh, what was it the other day? We're getting, we're getting into like interior stuff, so like searches, Ooh. stuff like that in the houses. It's all the fun, dirty stuff. It's know? amazing. I, I just want to give a shout out to all my law enforcement, firefighters, uh, first responders, uh, all, all the guys out there that support uh, the HAP project even. And uh, they're they're really top-notch in my book. Anyways, you probably know a few people right now in town too, law enforcement and so forth, right? Oh, yeah, a lot of families, law enforcement, a lot of family in California that's, still, that's in law enforcement or fire. I mean, it's really a family tradition that's being in the public service kind of field. In fact, the uh, Tonawanda Police Officer Association and so forth, they uh, were supporting food drive for the homeless veterans, so I did want to give a shout-out to them. So, okay, so now... You've been, you've come home, right? Hanging out, yeah. right? doing your thing, right? Hanging out with family, going to cool parties, right? all that kind of good <laughs> stuff, right? Um, doing the firefighter stuff. But now there's this thing you're doing that you're in the, you're like on Facebook and you're, are you on the news yet? Have you been on the news yet? Yeah. So I had a little, some stuff on the news, get the name out there. Awesome. Going. Well, why don't you tell everybody what this is that we're talking about? Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, a couple months ago, I decided to, uh, Continue public service, and I decided to run for Erie County Legislator in the 4th District. So that's Grand Island, the town of Wanda, is where I grew up. And nice. Really just doing it to give back to my community and just be more involved. All right. So what what made you even look into this? Like, Because i got to be honest, some veterans like totally turn away from like politics, you know. 
So what, what brought you into it? Yeah, it wasn't really something that I thought I was going to be doing. If you asked me two years ago where I planned on being in my life, thought I would still be in the Marine Corps. But I came home and, uh, like I said, my grandfather was a supervisor at Grand Island for a number of years. And so I, I kind of had a taste of it with that. And I just was really unsure of what I wanted to do. I came home, kind of had my life turned upside down with getting out of the military earlier than expected. And just had to kind of sit down and like figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I have a passion for helping people and I feel like I can make a difference and kind of just crazy opportunity. And I, I saw it and I was like, you know what, I, I think I'm going to look into that and go for it. And ever since then, it's just been an awesome, awesome adventure, meeting people, getting going, getting some momentum and really feel like I can reach out and help some people in the community. That's pretty cool. It's, it's interesting. When I came across it, I was like, oh, wow. All right. So you're probably not the average age, right? If somebody running for legislator. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I, guessing. I believe I'm the youngest person ever run for your county. <laughs> ever run, that's awesome. Yeah. As a vet in yeah. the community, the youngest, youngest person ever run for that. So what's the average age you think? Come on. Probably like 50s, probably 40s or 50s. <laughs> so like my age. So, <laughs> so definitely. All right. So how old are you again? 23. That's amazing. It's so good. So I'm, I'm loving it. You know, vets out there making a difference in the community, standing up for what they believe in, uh, putting yourself out there. Because every time we get involved with politics or anything like that, we're obviously putting ourselves out there. Right. So that's something uh, you can check out. Uh, any listeners out there, give them a, a Facebook page. Where, yeah. can they, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, Facebook page is Elect Jacob McMahon. And uh, we got a lot going on there. And you'll find a link to my website there. At, or it's just jacobmcmahon.com. Got a lot of opportunities for events, outreach, stuff like that. Just trying to get more involved, get people going, and it's exciting. I'm having fun with it. And what's the ticket you're running on, they say, or the platform that you're running on? What's some of the main things that you're kind of going with? All right, so in the county legislature, the uh, issues are mainly fiscal, so I'll be focusing on balancing the budget, lower taxes, just common sense government, you know, lower spending. We don't need to be doing anything too crazy, and I just really feel like I can get my name out there and also want to help veterans as much outreach as possible, get the word out and get people involved is really what I plan on doing. Sounds good to me. I like that. So the vets are involved. You're trying to, you're trying to look out for everybody. Um, so who are you running against? Like, uh, are you running Republican? I think you said, right? So I have endorsements from the Republican conservative independence parties and I'm unopposed on those parties. I hold those. So I'm really excited. And, uh, I think we're going to get the win in November when I go for it. Nice. All right. And so how many people are running um, on the Democratic side of it? Do you know if there's like three or four? And you're obviously a Republican. Uh, independence. Well, what are we talking about? How many different people are there? So it's just me and uh, one other person, the incumbent. And we're just looking to get some new fresh faces in there and really do my part and try and change things up and get some younger people in there. Awesome. And uh, if somebody does want to volunteer or something like that, like what type of stuff can they do for you? Like, well, can they come help you hand out things? Can they run events? What type of stuff? Are you yeah. For? So, I mean, we'll take all the help we can get. We love, <laughs> we love when people reach out and want to help. Yeah. Right. And we do it all through the website mainly, or you could just message the Facebook page, but I mean, lawn signs, helping out at events, helping set up, handing out flyers, really just, like I said, getting that community outreach and get as many people involved, get that grassroots going is really what the goal is here. And when's the actual election? Election day is November fifth. November fifth. All right. All right. And you representing you're representing Grand Island and Tonawanda. And the city of Tonawanda. The city of Tonawanda. Okay. Just the, the three areas. Yeah. District four, I think you said. District right? four, correct. All right. That's all right. If you win the election, where would you end up being at? Buffalo somewhere? Would you be on Grand Island? Where would the offices be at? So I, I would be living in Grand Island, but we have an office in Buffalo and we'd be working in Buffalo with the legislator run doing budget for the county. That's fantastic. 
All right. If anybody needs to uh, ask him some more questions or so forth, I'm sure you can go online. Like he said on Facebook. Uh, do you have Instagram? Did you say? No, I do not. We have a, we have Twitter, which is Elect McMahon, okay. and then Facebook, which is Elect Jacob McMahon, and the website is JacobMcMahon.com. If you guys want to check me out. All right. So uh, that's how we get a hold of Jacob. And um, I just wanted to say thank you to Jacob today for coming out. Is there anything else you want to say, Jake? No, I mean, this is awesome. I really appreciate you having me out and getting to know this project. It's really exciting, and you guys do some great work, so thank you for having me. All right, I really appreciate it. And uh, Jacob's going to stick around for a couple minutes after this just for a little fun thing called stoppage time. Uh, I'm a soccer guy, so stoppage time is like the extra time added on to to a soccer game. So it's just a couple minutes of fun and so forth, but it'll be a separate thing that we'll release. And so you guys can check that out too. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Find us on Facebook. Thank you to This Little Pig Restaurant at the corner of Main and Transit. If you'd like to get a hold of us or you'd like to be a part of the HAV Project or you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at haveveteranproject at gmail.com. Thank you. And please look forward to our next episodes of the podcast sessions for the HAV Project.